0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Popcorn Heist the podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Nick, and we are back for episode ten of Popcorn Heist the podcast. It's good to. It's always good to be back. I say it every always. episode, <laughs> and, it, and it's never not true. It's always good to be back. Talking. It's with always you. fun to nerd out. When is it not? <laughs> that's how. That's why we did this. You know. Yep. Because exactly. There's no better place to nerd out than just with a microphone with your brother over Zoom. <laughs> Miss, <laughs> missing the studio is one bit. place
1: better when we're actually together and we could nerd out.
0: That is true. I'm missing the yep. studio a little bit. Yep. Hopefully, we'll we'll get to be back in the studio soon. We got some cool ideas for the future. Um, Agreed. Stuff stuff that's been in the works for a while. We're we're kind of teasing you a little bit. I but know we
1: have we have ton, we have a list of ideas we want to do. So more to come on that
0: i know i know <laughs> um so what's been going on man what have any, any <laughs> been watching anything been hearing any news um honestly i've just been i've been
1: busy recently i haven't watched much um i feel like a lot of trailers came out recently i saw the bad batch trailer that was interesting um
0: oh yeah Bad yeah. batch yeah i forgot oh, about so that so excited
1: for that speaking of of universes we're into uh the bad Batch is pretty exciting
0: i just heard today that the premiere is going to be like 70 minutes long or something which really? is going to be pretty cool yeah oh, wow i thought it was going to be all like 30 minute episodes i guarantee that it's going to be like the end of clone wars season seven and it's going to be crossover with order 66
1: oh yeah that'd be so cool i it's feel like that's be- the best part about the show is it's going to be we don't really have much after episode like the revenge of the sith right after revenge of the sith it's all like more closer to a new hope um so i'm excited to see what happens like right after Avengers: of the Sith. like i saw in the trailer there was like uh younger saw era um like closer to how he looks in clone Wars. so i'm excited for that
0: yeah yeah i'm actually very excited for that also speaking of trailers suicide squad trailer we didn't really talk about it on the instagram or anything
1: true 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 i'm i'm a
0: big shark fan
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sharky, sharky
0: shark man (laughs) I can, that's a that was a big reveal that Sylvester Stallone is playing King Shark. Yeah. I kind of love that. I love my Sharky. I love that. I, I love him. He's my oh, you have part. like you have like a shark stuffed animal, right? I do
1: have a shark stuffed animal. Yeah, I'm a stuffed animal. <laughs> I have a few stuffed animals. <laughs> well, everyone listening is going to be like this this 23 year old man is a weirdo. But uh, yes, I do have a shark, a shark stuffed animal who is also kind of a pillow. It's not a pillow pet though. I'm definitely not a pillow pet. Um, and I, I, bring them, I bring them when I travel. So I, 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 love my sharky.
0: A shark pillow pet would be weird proportions for a pillow yeah. pet. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that trailer looks really good. I mean, I don't want to get my no. hopes up too much, but that cast is pretty stacked. I know. Yeah. looks pretty cool.
1: Can't get can, can your hopes up too much with DC though.
0: No, no. <laughs> uh, one other thing I do want to give a quick shout out cause we didn't talk about it on our Instagram, but quick RIP to Lucille Bluth. I mean, that right. uh, I was... Very shocked to hear that, you know. Yeah, we, I mean, I love Arrested Development. I haven't, we haven't, we don't talk much about Arrested Development, yeah. We did too. for like
1: a little bit. I watched the first few seasons and then I kind of fell off, but she's I,
0: great. She's yeah. like my
1: favorite.
0: <laughs> she's, I, and I just found out that she graduated from my high school, which is really crazy. LaGuardia? Yeah.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, it went out. <laughs> oh man we (laughs) love those who watch
1: arrested development understand what that means
0: (laughs) yeah not gonna explain it at all you have to figure it out for yourself um but yeah let's get into this episode i'm excited about this one this is a unique one so uh, why, why don't you give the whole spiel on what it's about
1: right well for those of you who don't know popcorn heist in the first place uh popcorn Heist is a brand that jake and i started we were roommates in college uh we're as we said earlier, nerds, uh, we love all different universes, Marvel, Star Wars included. I'm sure we'll talk about that uh, later in this episode. And Popcorn Heights is a brand we started to kind of share our love with the world, um, bring those who might not love pop culture into the fold, um, hear what people who do love pop culture have to say. Um, so. Yep, that is that is a little bit on Popcorn Heist. Uh, this episode specifically is kind of a very general one. Uh, we got to nerd out on a lot of different universes uh, from a more general level, and it is what makes a great cinematic universe. Um, so we're going to be talking about all the different c- cinematic universes that really made us fall in love with pop culture, really uh, made all of our friends call us nerds, as, as we know. Um, <laughs> um, M- movies, and
0: in- movies and TV included. Movies and
1: TV included. Yes,
0: Mm-hmm. You know so, there's a lot of
1: great universes out there.
0: Oh, no doubt. Yeah, there's going to be a, I, a I lot actually, of bad ones. There were a few I forgot about that uh, while I was coming up with some notes for this episode I, I remembered. But uh, now it's we've come to that time in the episode where it's time for the quote of the episode. So Nick and I always bonded over quotes when we first became friends, and we still bond over quotes to this day. So Nick, what is the quote of this episode? Right,
1: It is from one of the universes that, again, I'm sure we'll be talking about. It is from Game of Thrones – um it is Obra Martel, one of my favorite characters r.i.p spoiler um the the quote is a, a quote i've always loved too because it makes me want to get my travel on um it's tis a big and beautiful world most of us live and die in the same corner of it and never get to see any of it i don't want to be most of us i think i messed it up a little bit but it's something like that <laughs> <laughs>
0: But when you when um, you when you pitched that the the quote to me, I was like, oh, that's a that's an interesting one. Why don't you um why don't you tell the the listeners your whole spiel on it?
1: Right. So I feel like the quote of the episode, of course, has to apply to what the episode is talking about. But I also feel like we we can just choose a great quote sometimes um that that sort of applies and. I don't know. This quote is always, I, I love to travel, as you know. I'm, I know you love to travel, too. And it's It's interesting. A lot of us do live and die in the same corner of the world and really don't get to see much of the world. So it definitely wants makes me want to get my travel on. And I feel like when it comes to the topic of this episode, the best universes are the ones that you can touch on a lot of diverse, di- diverse settings and a lot of diverse characters um, and, and really touch every part of the universe or touch every part of the world. So I don't know. When we were trying to think of a quote for this episode i was thinking of ones that speak about like what makes it a great um like what makes a great world and game of thrones is is a a, a re- it's the epitome of world building that show uh, maybe not universe building as we'll we'll talk a little bit about later but it's epitome of like just throwing a world at you and and immersing you in that world mm-hmm. so i don't know it it is a, it's a quote that always spoke to me it's a quote that um Obrin says being like the Westeros, esos world is amazing. Why would you stay in one spot the whole time? So, that's kind of my spiel there.
0: And what a great character too! I love oh, Obrin. what a
1: great character. Right
0: <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got a few good quotes throughout the his uh, his little time that he was on the show. Yeah, Spoiler. actually,
1: Oberyn is. Um, I, w- I also read the Game of Thrones books, and Oberyn is one aspect that I think was better in the show.
0: Really. I
1: think they made they wanted the viewers to love him so they can. Never mind, I'm not going to spoil things. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, actually, he's not that he's not as big a character in the books. I feel like the fourth season they like really marketed Oberyn. They like had a lot of great scenes. Uh, like that that quote is from a scene with him and Varys that's not in the books. Um, so, yep, I feel like he was actually better in the show.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Well, mission accomplished because he's one of my favorite Correct. characters from Game of Thrones. Andrew
1: Pascal. That's a, that's the first time I heard of him.
0: The Mandalorian himself. Yep. But yeah, you actually kind of like hinted at it. Uh, one thing that's like interesting and I think is really unique about Game of Thrones, the way they build their universe, is that Game of Thrones is a show that's inherently about its entire world from the start. Whereas mm-hmm. like other cinematic universes, like it's about like one person and then like. The other movies or whatever expand; they like go out of their way to expand it. But Game of Thrones is inherently about the entire land of West Like, does that make sense? Is right, one hundred
1: percent. And I, I was
0: just to build off that. Just, let's just start the conversation. Let's, yeah, um, let's go for yeah. it. Yeah. So,
1: Game of Thrones. I, I agree. I feel like the benefit of game of thrones is that it doesn't focus on one character. So it, it quickly touches on the entire world. I feel like early on, you really touch all the different parts of this one world. Um, as the show goes on, you like expand it a, a little bit more. Um, you got to see Dorne a little bit, but the main, all the, like right from the first episode, you get to see like two different continents, multiple different kingdoms within different continents. And, um, yeah, I feel like that's something that's really great about the Game of Thrones world, but the downside of that is now trying to expand that world. Um it's going to like we've already seen so much of it that it might not be as interesting to then if they do start making new prequel shows, and I don't think they're going to make a sequel show really. It's going to be mostly prequels. We've already seen so many aspects of Of the game of thrones world um it's not really introducing you to that many new settings and um yeah it's hard to it's it's also hard to have anything take place in that same exact time period because like the show is so dense with all of it happens within a short amount of time it's going to be hard to like really connect events of the of other mediums that they tell the story through with the events of game of thrones
0: well i think there's always opportunity to like go deeper on some of those areas you know like i feel like as much as they did like dorne i know is bigger in the in the books but like we really only got like a little taste of it in the in the in the show uh and um what else where the tyrells are from
1: uh high garden
0: high garden yeah we only got like a little bit of that one
1: episode there that's it
0: exactly yeah so i feel like Yeah, it it makes sense what you're saying. Is that like be real?
1: Everything they make, a lot of it's going to be focused on King's Landing. Always. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's hard not to focus on King's Landing. It it really so this whole episode, this is a loaded question. Like, what makes a great cinematic universe? Because it really varies. I mean, like Game of Thrones. It it depends on the material. Like Game of Thrones, you kind of have to focus on King's Landing, unless you're like completely focusing on Essos or like completely focusing on. Dorn, like when they separated uh from king's landing you know
1: yeah that that's that's like kind of what also what i'm trying to say is like game of thrones did such a job world building in its original show that it's going to be hard to expand further we're like also it all takes place within a like contained world where like star wars is kind of like if they want they could just give us a new planet um You know, Marvel too, like they could kind of give us a lot – like there's a lot – Marvel is based on comics, so they have a lot of material there. But it's kind of like they can expand however far they want. Game of Thrones takes place all in this world that's already been explored. So now expanding into other mediums, it might be a little bit difficult for them.
0: Yeah, I think the way that they expand is history-wise, not location-wise. Right. Um, Yeah, you have to like – we've seen all the like areas, but like now they can like go deeper on the history. Which is, I feel, it. so you kind of brought up something that I want to mention before I, I don't forget is like, what do you think is harder is like Marvel, Marvel and DC's case where you have like strict material to base it off or maybe even Game of Thrones? Or would you say something like Star Wars is harder because like they, it's not really based on any source material. They're kind of like George Lucas created it or like now Lucasfilm is like expanding it. Because I feel like that's a big factor is that sometimes you have very high standards with your source material and people are expecting a lot with your world building, you know?
1: Yeah. I feel like having the source material, it it makes, um, I think it makes the job both easier and harder because like these comics are so expansive that there's so much you could use. Um, but you also have to do justice to all the, the different places and all the different characters you use. So I think it's a blessing and a curse a little bit. Um, it does, like, you don't have to be as, um. what's the word? Like, you don't have to start from scratch, which makes it a little bit easier there. But, again, you have to do justice to everything you're using. And you, and you almost, like, I feel like most of Marvel doesn't isn't an original story at all. You have to, like, take from some source material sometimes and do justice to it. You can't, it's hard to, like, make a completely new story or use a completely new character. So, I think it's a blessing and a curse a little bit
0: yeah it's it's really tough i mean even star wars like has a really hard time because like yeah there's nothing there's no source material to base it on but like all of a lot of the bases have been covered in some aspect and a lot of people like lore kind of like works into this conversation because like the lore is established in the main timeline of the skywalker saga so people always tie back anything new back to that original lore so you're it you know yeah does that make sense?
1: I agree. And Star Wars is um Star Wars is interesting. I feel like they have yet to really separate themselves from the Skywalker saga like you said and I I think they have an opportunity to, there to do it if they want. Um but when you are tied to like the original story of Star Wars, it's both again a little bit limiting, but at the same time when it's done right, it it like is so promising. Like the best parts of Clone Wars are the ones where you see it tied to to um revenge of the sith i guess would be the best you know um i guess really the only one it directly connects to so yeah revenge of the sith is is the best part, like those are the best parts of clone wars um rebels is like when you see characters come in from from the original movie so it is it is promising when you do like when the moments are so great when you do connect it um but at the same time it is a little bit limiting and i would like to see star wars expand a little bit further away from the skywalker saga
0: Which it looks like they're
1: going to do in the future, but I feel like they've been saying it for years and haven't done all that much.
0: Well, I think we're getting the – now High Republic is like the big thing and like it probably won't come for a few more years because people like Star Wars fans just love like the characters you know like by face. Mm -hmm. You know, like we're getting the Lando show and like we're getting I know. I
1: almost wish they would kind of expand like away from that a little bit.
0: Yeah, but I will – say you also you kind of like touched on this a little bit is i'm gonna put out my like overall one of my big takes for this conversation is that the best way to build your universe is through tv honestly i like there's so many examples i could think like star wars, some of the best parts of star wars for me are clone wars Agreed. rebels and mandalorian like obviously i was a star wars fan you know i love the original trilogy like you got me into the prequels and there are parts of the sequels that i like but like there, the sh- TV shows are really like what made me like passionate about the lore, and like I felt like really had time to explain the force and really had time to explain, um, how the force was affecting, like, how exactly, like, because there are certain things in the movies you're like, well, how exactly, like, what did they mean by that? Like, what is, like, what, how did the force affect that? Like, mm-hmm what is the chosen one? Like what, like what is that, you know? And the TV, they really have time where they're like, okay, we can like expand this by going to Mortis and explaining like the force gods and stuff. Or we can explain, uh, the world between worlds, which really like expands the lore a lot and gets you like really hyped about the universe. You know, mm-hmm. another example is, um, is, I mean, Marvel, which is happening right now, a Wanda and Falcon and winter soldier. Like it's, telling these small stories that yeah aren't like huge huge like end game huge but like they're little stories that you wouldn't have time to tell in like a two-hour runtime and it's expanding all the character arcs and expanding the history like now in falcon Winter Soldier. i'm not going to spoil anything for you but you're really like learning like some of the secrets and things that were held back and it like adds so much more depth to those characters that you really love so i think tv like offers a lot of possibilities and like one of the best ways to build like a cinematic universe
1: I I can agree and I, I I can agree to a certain extent I think I think Star Wars is a great example I think also Star, Star Wars is a good example because of if they were just pumping out Star Wars movies left and right that's not the way you do Star Wars like Star Wars is the best one it's done like slowly it's done over a few years I mean we've saw what happens when they tried to pump out too much too many movies and it didn't really work out so I think Star Wars, you have to be smart about your movie releases. So the shows were a great way of expanding the universe, however the hell they wanted. George Lucas did watch Clone Wars. There's some episodes that are crazy. <laughs> and the Clone Wars is some of my favorite Star Wars content. Ahsoka is my like number one favorite Star Wars character. So I agree with you. Star Wars had to expand through TV. I think Marvel, it still remains to be seen how, um, how the shows are, are I think it, the shows present a good opportunity to tell other stories, Um, but I don't know if that's going to be my favorite part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be the show part of it. I think if there were shows scattered throughout the original, like, Infinity Saga, like, I mean, there was, but not ones that directly connected, um, I I think it would have felt a little bit disjointed. And I I, I kind of like it now that, like, going into this new era, they're doing it, and I'm excited to see what's to come. But um, I think Marvel did a great job expanding their universe just through movies, and that's because it was... It wasn't all based on the same characters. It was like this, like so many different superheroes each had their own movies and they all connected for a few. And it was just, it's just kind of a, a different um, dynamic than Star Wars, where I felt that they expanded really well through movies.
0: Well, Marvel's like the gold standard of, of you know, cinematic universe. Yeah. I mean, but no, like it's completely.
1: Is it over Star Wars?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, we can get into that a little bit if you want to. We can have a little uh, we'll back and decide, How
1: about end of the episode? We had to decide our favorite
0: one. Oh, that's so that's tough. Like,
1: it's like choosing between your children.
0: That's like choosing between, do I want to lose my left or right foot?
1: Not <laughs> um, not, your, not your favorite one, but you, the one that you feel built their universe the best. Okay. For example, I love Game of Thrones. It's not going to be Game of Thrones. They only have one show so far. Yeah. But they have great world built, so... That that's the goal of this episode. Now,
0: I mean, like, I know what I've, I know what I'm going to choose already, but it's a hard decision, okay. nonetheless. But um, no, going back, like, I what, I didn't mean to say it like Marvel is doing it in the same way and as well as Star Wars. I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely it's not like Star Wars where like Clone Wars and Rebels are some of my favorite parts of Star Wars. Where Marvel shows they're not my favorite parts of the MCU yeah. right now, but like what they're doing, like you got to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier also because it's like really like
1: i'm going to i'm going to don't worry and it's, guys. <laughs>
0: it's it's telling smaller stories but like those smaller stories are doing so much to expand like the side characters who make you realize like these are like cool characters that deserve their own stories and this adds like not that because like if you watch just the movies you won't feel like there's gaps in between anything but when after watching the shows you're like wow there are like so many like tiny little crevices that they can make entire stories out of. And I think it really like adds to what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that, I think that TV is a great way to expand because it gives you more time to sort of flesh out ideas that studios may be like, are oh, we have to rush through these movies or we have to like, we don't have time for this in a movie, but you're yeah. able to flesh it out in a TV show, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, also, the time constraints on movies is like makes it really difficult. And I, I, um, I've I've heard interviews. I, I know we're hopping around from universe to universe, but I feel like that's the point of the conversation. Yeah, it's the best um, way to do it. So, like Game of Thrones, I heard that like a lot of movie producers pitched the idea to George R. R. Martin to make a movie. And they were like, oh, we'll just focus on like Jon's story or just focus on Daenerys' story. And I feel like Game of Thrones was the first time I ever watched something. And I was like, this has to be told in a show. Like I could never, that would never have worked in a movie. Like Mm -hmm. I know there's a, a lot of shows wouldn't really work in a movie, but like you could chop a lot of time off certain shows. But like Game of Thrones, I was watching and I was like, this could never be a movie. Like every single moment is like something important. And like, um... So I, I feel like that that goes to your point also like the time constraints on movies make it very difficult which is why Marvel they pumped out up to Endgame it was I think Endgame was like the twenty first movie right or twenty third or something 23rd, like that it might have been twenty third yeah. um so I I feel like they had a lot of time with these characters getting there which was was a benefit but you know if there was <laughs> 20, getting 23 movies out in one universe is very impressive. I think the only other universe I could think of that did that is the freaking Jason Voorhees universe. Like
0: <laughs> Yeah, and those suck.
1: <laughs> yeah, and those are horrible. Exactly. It's not even a universe. I don't even think they're like linear.
0: No, the the Marvel, they they know how to take their time and they knew the the number one thing is don't rush when yes, making a cinematic absolutely. game. Take, like, take your time. It, prime example, everything that all the loose ends that were tied up, every tiny little reference in Endgame was that much more satisfying because we had waited all these years and seen it all, seen it all built up. Whereas, you want to go, on the flip side, I hate to always trash DC, but <laughs> we talked about it last episode, is that they just rushed, like we have to compete with Marvel, we have to get Justice League out there. Right. And... You're just throwing things out there. The Star Wars sequel trilogy. Oh, we're going to release a Star Wars movie every year, every other year. Like, I agree. Y- you know?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like rush, rushing. Uh, you're right, actually. I didn't even think of that. Like, not rushing is definitely a key. And at the downfall of pretty much every. I could think of one, maybe, that the downfall is uh, not rushing. Uh, DC, Downfall was rushing. Game of Thrones. Downfall was rushing Um, Star Wars, which I love. And I think they did great with building their universe in certain ways. The one downfall they had was rushing. Mm -hmm. Well, and maybe if people have some complaints about the prequels, but I don't. (laughs) So I'm going to say rushing. So I definitely agree with you. That's the downfall of a lot. And and actually one that we haven't mentioned yet that there there's there's definitely some downfalls in this universe. But I don't know if rushing is one of them is X-Men.
0: I was going to bring up X-Men. I was also going to say the Harry Potter prequels is ru- rushing a little bit. You
1: think it's rushing?
0: I think it's rushing and overstuffing. And I would say that if that – like the star, the Harry Potter prequels would have greatly benefited as being a TV show. Like the whole relationship between Dumbledore and Grindelwald mm-hmm. I feel like would have been an awesome TV show.
1: You know what, how I feel about the – I don't know that rushing is my problem with that. That's actually – I didn't even think of that one. Um, I feel like that – like you know how i said game of thrones downfall was rushing i feel like which i do think is true the ending was very rushed we'll get into that another time um but i feel like going forward with game of thrones you know game of thrones is like like one of my favorite shows if not like was my favorite show before the ending i feel like i'm not that excited to see what's going to happen with future game of thrones shows just because i don't really believe that they can recapture the magic because Game of Thrones is, like, very, like, about those characters. It's about, like, that situation. Um, I think it's going to be difficult to recapture the magic, and I think the Harry Potter prequels are, like, kind of similar to me, where I don't know that it was rushed. I just feel it's very difficult to recapture the magic of of Harry Potter. It's a very, like, specific, like, whimsical, like – Chi- like kind of childlike, but also a little like gets darker as it goes along. It's very mm-hmm. hard to recapture that magic, and that's where I think the the Fantastic Beasts movies kind of fall to the wayside for me.
0: Yeah, I, I think I can kind of draw a parallel to X Men. To go back to X Men, is I think not so much the problem is rushing. I think is I don't knowing think it's rushing
1: at all for X Men.
0: For I think it's knowing the right time to do something cool. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, that does. Is like X Men was like oh, it would be super cool if we ha- if we went back and did the prequels with uh young Professor X and Magneto and we did like one movie for each decade, which is a cool idea, but they didn't think it out. And now there's all these like plot holes of timeline and like they're supposed to be aging to look like old Patrick Stewart in like five years when he still looks like James McAvoy. And they're like, oh, we- let's-, let's do Dark Phoenix like again. Like yeah. you got to know when the right time is to do something cool like that. Like Marvel was like, yo we can bring back like all the way back captain america first avenger Red, the way red skull dies he gets taken by the tesseract they how many years i don't even know how many years was that when they waited to bring him back for infinity war they sat back and they're like we need to wait for the right opportunity like this is a cool idea but it has to be that we're not going to do it i've heard kevin feige the head of marvel say this many times in interviews is like there are tons of cool ideas out there, but it's about waiting for the right time to do it. You
1: know, you know what I'm going to bring in another universe that I, I, I don't know how this didn't come to mind right when I was thinking of this episode. Um, and I'm, this isn't the quote of the episode, but it's not, I don't, I don't even know the exact quote, but, um, it's from Avatar, the last airbender, which is my shit. Thank you for Um, bringing that up. Uh, it's King Boomy when he's, uh, Aang is like, it's in the second season when Aang like goes to rescue him from like the fire nation. And King Boomy is like, Ang stop, Ang stop, and Ang just like trying to get him out, trying to get him out. And then King Boomy like, "Uh, there's, there's, um, is it positive? It's there's positive jing and negative jing. I don't know if it's, po- I don't know if the, I think it's I think, positive jing. I, I, negative I think it's jing. positive and negative. And then the King Boomy like, there's also neutral jing, which is you don't always have to be on the offensive or defensive. Sometimes you have to wait for the right moment to strike. And I think that's like getting to your point, like. Don't just give me everything you got. Like doing it at the right time, it, it makes it it makes it so much more um, meaningful.
0: And I think that's a great quote. Great yeah, quote. That
1: wasn't a quote, really. It's more of a, um, of a story, I guess, or a, a moment. Yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah. we'll have to use that for a quote for another episode. But um, yeah, yeah. Also, Avatar is a great universe. Had to put that one
0: in there. Great universe. Thank you for reminding me because I specifically wrote down a point of something I love about how Avatar builds its universe is that. Avatar is, like, kind of this, like, huge, like, grand story of, like, the last airbender, like, has to fight against the Fire Nation. You know, it's, like, big, like, heavy stuff, like, that the whole series is centered upon. But they have these standalone episodes. And I think what they do really well is they make small moments matter a lot. Like, there'll be a side episode where, like, Sokka is just, like, learning to sword fight from, like, his Mm. firebending master. But they make those small side episodes matter a lot and really like they don't treat it as a one-off episode if do you you know you know what i mean agreed like like they're not just like oh we need this episode to like fill up some time they're like we have this side episode like let's make this small moment matter in the grand scheme of things i think that's something avatar does very well
1: agreed i i like can hear the name of an avatar episode and know exactly what happened in the episode and it does a great job of like giving you a story within that episode and giving you like meaning within that one episode and um still progressing the overall story. And I think, which, I love Legend of Korra. Legend of Korra is one of my favorite shows also, but I love Avatar even more. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something Korra is missing, is they cut the episode count, rushed it, and kind of like every episode, you just kind of like feel like you're getting to the next episode. And if you just watch an episode of Korra, like in the middle of a season, you're not going to know what's going on. Um, And I think that's something Korra is missing, even though I do love it. Um, That is something... Korra misses a little bit, and just to talk about the Avatar universe, I just think the structure of that story, where it's like the Avatar is like this being that is uh, reborn when the last Avatar dies, I think that is so promising to build a universe upon, and and, and the powers are so cool. The different uh, the different elements all correlate to different nations. Um, it's such a promising story, and so, so there's so many different things you can explore there, and I I, I love Korra because it like it does expand the universe a lot and it like you kind of feel like Aang's whole problem is like the end all be all but then Korra has like some really important problems too Mm -hmm. um, which is awesome and I I think it's a great opportunity and I feel like it's kind of being a little bit squandered by going back and revisiting Aang's story I would and I get why they're doing it it's for they know that that's going to make them a lot of money Mm -hmm. but I would rather see a new avatar well they didn't confirm that right what?
0: They didn't confirm that they're going back to Aang's period, did they?
1: They said they're retelling that original story. Yeah.
0: Oh, the Netflix one. Oh, the I thought you took the one. Yeah, the yeah, creator, yeah. Because the creators just announced their own Avatar Studio. Oh. You know, right?
1: Oh, I didn't even. I didn't even know that.
0: Yeah, and they're like, they announced that like a lot of animated movies and new shows are coming in the Avatar that's, universe.
1: I didn't even know that. No,
0: I'm so excited.
1: Wow, I've been out of the loop recently. <laughs> oh
0: my I God. thought that's Every what you were...
1: my credibility goes down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought that's what you were talking about. Yeah. They started. No, I'm talking about the
1: Netflix show. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. It's called Avatar Studios. And they said that the first thing coming is an animated movie and then they're gonna do animated shows set in the universe.
1: I would love that. And and mm-hmm. even even if you don't have to make everything about a new avatar, but like there's some so many opportunities there. And I, I feel like I would love a live action show or a live action movie if it wasn't a story I've already seen yeah like you can't get better than the avatar why are you gonna retell a story that's perfect already um that's how you should expand the avatar universe you heard it here first Nickelodeon <laughs> you heard Nickelodeon. it here first Netflix N- that is how you have to expand the avatar universe
0: you heard it here if they cancel that show then it's because of Popcorn Heist the podcast yes <laughs> solely because of Nick's words yes um what was I gonna say is that oh damn I had something to say about a. Uh, about Avatar, and then I lost it. Oh, I don't know. It'll it'll come to me. Nice. Oh, Avatar.
1: I forgot about Avatar coming into the episode, but that is a. I I can't say like you. I definitely can't say that's like my my favorite yet. But I feel like that one's the most like one of the most promising. Yeah. Like if you pitched me an idea yeah. of all these before any of them were made, that would be up there. one of the best definitely the best ideas for a universe
0: definitely um i want to go back to x-men also
1: yes we got to talk more about (laughs) x-men
0: i one thing i do appreciate about x-men is that they kind of they okay What yeah one thing i like about x-men is that i appreciate that yeah it may not be perfect but they know they can do their own thing sometimes Like I think, like they kind of knew that their timeline was a little screwed up, and like their ability to be like, "Screw it, let's do Logan," like it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Like that would never happen in the MCU. As much as I love the MCU, like they would never, (laughs) they would never be like, "Let's do like." I'm trying to think of who's like a really hardcore MCU character. Um. Uh, they would yeah, they would never be like, let's do like an R-rated like Hulk movie. Like just because we can, you know, like X-Men was like, we're, we've got these like Hugh Jackman's huge. Like the fans would love this. Like, let's just give them like an awesome, like old man Logan story, you know? So I kind of appreciate that every once in a while. X-Men's
1: more focused on the one movie. Like, no, what's the next movie coming out? Let's make it great.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which doesn't always work. Like Star Wars kind of did that for the sequels where they're like, let's just treat each movie as like one by one. (laughs) when they didn't have an overarching story. It it really varies per story. Star Wars is something you need to plan out oh, uh, yeah. in advance. Whereas it's the sequel
1: X- trilogy <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um yeah, I agree. I
1: also think that the X-Men universe um again, a blessing and a curse. I feel like every aspect of each universe has has some good some pros and cons to it. I feel like comparing MCU to um to X-Men, I feel like the MCU like needs to give everyone an origin story, or even if there's not an origin story, there's gotta be some reason where they got their powers. Um, Or some, 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 uh, yeah, some, some reason why they have their powers. Um, X-Men does kind of benefit from the fact that it's just, oh, we have mutants. They're able to give people whatever powers they want. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes for cool, like side characters that they just bring in quick and, and uh, they're only in one movie or like they'll bring in quick in one movie and then they'll come back later on or, or before. If it's prequel. Um, that is a
0: sour point, though, sometimes. Yeah, like,
1: exactly. I was going to say, also, it does make you really, like... It, it is nice. It's great, it's great to have a nice origin story for someone, also, that it's not just, like, they're a mutant. So, mm-hmm. that, that is, like... It does make the MCU better in, in ways that each every person has an origin story, but at times, it is nice for the X-Men that they could just go crazy with superpowers at times.
0: I think the MCU was really creative, though, in the way that they're, like, we don't always need to start everything with an origin story. Like yeah. my nice Wakanda ba- uh, background is that Black Panther was introduced in Civil War. Like they came up with these creative ways where they didn't have to stick strictly to the source material where they're like, listen, like let's bend this and what makes the most sense for what we're doing right now, you know, yeah. which I think is awesome. Um, I remembered what I was going to say before. I want to say before I don't forget again is okay. we, we mentioned that the, so we were talking about the Avatar Netflix show and those creators, uh, Brian and Mike. Mike and Brian, uh, the original creators of the avatar animated show left the production. They were originally working on the live action recreation and they left because of creative differences. Mm-hmm. I think that a big part of cinematic universes is finding that balance of too much control and too little control for the people who created the universe. You find it in star Wars, you find it in avatar, um, some other cinematic universes that we don't see
1: you a little bit.
0: MCU too. Um, Terminator, which I know you haven't seen the Terminator movies, but James Cameron only did the first two and then left the third one due to Creative Differences and then just recently come back. And all the ones that he wasn't in are known as like the really bad ones Mm -hmm. in the franchise. So, and it's kind of George Lucas, like he left and didn't do the sequel trilogy and a (laughs) a lot of people don't like the sequel trilogy. I
1: was going to say, do you feel positive or negative about that decision?
0: I feel negative i wish that they had you i don't know if i would want him to completely helmet but i like
1: exactly how i agree i I agree with that i feel like it should should have been a panel of like him and dave filoni and now it's in hindsight john favreau but how could we have known john favreau at the time um yeah but yeah i i i i I don't know why oh how could you take the whole promising part of the Avatar show, for example, is like the original creators were, were, uh, were doing it, and then they're taken out. And, I mean, Game of Thrones, too. I feel like Game of Thrones is a little bit different because they were based off the books, and then they passed the books, which is also kind of the author's fault. But he was also a producer on the early seasons and wasn't on the later seasons. So, I mean that's kind of good from my point of view. Cause then he had more time to work on his books, even though he won't give them to us. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like the, and the show suffered the less involvement George R. R. Martin, the original
0: author had, mm-hmm. but then you can go to flip side of that with JK Rowling. And she's super involved in the, the fantastic beast movies and crimes of Grindelwald was just an absolute mess. I think, that, I think that's different. That's different. She's just JK Rowling is a
1: wild card. She's also so? not involved, or, or she's somewhat involved in the cursed child, which is uh, the Broadway show. I haven't seen, she's, but I heard it's she's not very that
0: good. Yeah, she's very involved. I think it's is. It, do you think it's because she she's just wild because she's just changing canon? Because I feel like she does that.
1: I think cursed child is is not her one hundred percent involvement. Like I think that other people have say,s there, but that I don't know if it's like out there or not. She's she said it's good. Like I think she gave her approval, but I don't know if she really like wrote the whole thing.
0: Okay. I'm I thought not she sure. was more
1: involved than sure. that. I might be spewing BS here. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think she's 100% involved though. I think there might be different writers.
0: Okay. Yeah, there um, probably is. she can't be the sole writer of yeah. it. She but, signed up. Okay. JK is a little different. She went off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's crazy. a lot of what has come out come out of JK Rowling after the yeah. original Harry Potter is
0: is wild. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, can I go on a quick tangent here? Of I, course. I got I, I to tell my favorite thing that J.K. Rowling has ever said about the I Harry Potter. I know what it is. Head. Go ahead. <laughs> she was like, before the days of modern age plumbing, wizards would just do their business on the floor and whisk it away at, like dogs. <laughs>
1: uh, that was like a meme for a little bit. It's like nobody, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> oh, my.
0: I saw the headline and it was like, J.K. Rowling says that wizards used to shit on the floor before like, plumbing. And I was like, what? Like,
1: e- what prompted her to say that? Like... What? Was she doing stand up? <laughs> like, no one was asking. <laughs> I never asked.
0: Oh my God. Oh, love that quick tangent. Oh. Okay. Another thing that I need to clap back at some cinematic universes that don't do this is why don't they, like, one of the best things about a connected universe it's such a small thing, but nerds love it. You you know, me and you love it. We've talked about it is when they reference themselves and they reference things that happened in the past. Like there's, there have been countless times that we've seen a movie together and we're like, why? That was a perfect opportunity to reference this. Like, why didn't they reference this person or this event that happened here? You know, it's like, like I get waiting for the right moment, but like, I can't tell you how many times in the MCU where I'm like, why didn't they reference abomination? Or why didn't they reference like, Betty Ross just give me a
1: line all you have to do is write one a few words about it and it makes us be like oh yes
0: and they do it so well like sometimes and then other times they just don't they choose not to do it
1: I will give you I'll give you an example. There's another universe that honestly I don't know that much about this this universe because I've only watched the original show is I I think you know you might know what I'm going to say because I've said it about this this show before. In Walking Dead and I I've, I've never watched Fear the Walking Dead. I've never watched. I think they're I'm, they either came out with another a third show or are coming out with another one. Um now they're planning movies. Um I still, I haven't watched the most recent episodes, but I've I've watched Walking Dead up to the season that's coming out right now. And Mm -hmm. I'm planning on watching the new episodes, I just haven't had time. But The Walking Dead for seasons, it was just like moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. They would never reference anything that happened in the past. Like, never talked about Shane, never talked about um, Dale, the old guy. Um, And then finally, there's like, like, Shane it, it, for the whole show it's like Sh- Shane might be this is this is a spoiler for people who haven't watched like the last three seasons of Walking Dead but this episode's been out for like three years now there uh Judith might be Shane's kid the whole the whole show and then they'd never say anything about it and Rick finally says to Michelle like I know Judith is in mine. this is like in season like nine and it I was like that is so cool like and it, he's like talking about how it affected all of his decisions and, and stuff in the past and I was like how like why would you not give us that moment like give give me more moments like that where you're like oh like things from the past actually mean something i'm not i don't want to watch any universe i don't want to watch any plot that doesn't matter in the end so like if you if you're not referencing past plot it almost feels like it doesn't matter so you have to keep like showing how past events affect the characters
0: Mm mm-hmm Star Wars doesn't do that sometimes. I'll be honest with you, but I think that's a fear of them to acknowledge the prequels. They're still scared 100%. to acknowledge them. 100%. I would, lo- I would love for that because even to reference stuff that happened in Clone Wars, that'd be so cool in the movies and stuff. It's if they're like, so,
1: it's so funny to watch the Star Wars pre- like. Going into the sequel trilogy, we were still, like, freshman in college, so, like, a lot of the prequel generation was still kind of young, so, so like, the prequel hate was still going around, and, like, to watch their progression from then, like, when they would not touch the prequels at all, there was, like, no mention of the prequels in episode seven. There was, like, one or two references, like, little references, and then to watch them now be, like, Hayden Christensen's coming back, like, to watch them start, like, throwing prequel stuff, it's it's funny that they've noticed their mistake that, like, referencing the prequels is a good thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I think we should get back to the, because we're running close on time here, is we should get back to our little debate on Star Wars versus Marvel, but I want to just make sure that I'm not missing anything that I came up with specific notes that I know I want to mention. Oh, I think one thing that, So I guess this goes – let's jump right into the argument with Marvel versus uh, Star Wars is that I think one thing that Marvel does exceptionally well is that it's so huge with its universe. And they acknowledge that each character has its own separate world with its own separate personality with it is that casting and picking a director is key in a cinematic Mm -hmm. universe that understands that personality. And I feel like Marvel does that very well with – Black Panther with Guardians of the Galaxy, with Doctor Strange picking like a horror director, um, Spider-Man, like they find these indie like these um these indie directors that just they know how to like pick apart like their personality and like what they're what they want to do with the characters. I think that's a big key in uh cinematic universes.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And I think um if we wanna kinda get into the Star Wars versus Marvel aspect of it. I think Star Wars does struggle a little bit with separating themselves from like the main, um, kind of theme of like the originals and they kind of like started a little bit with Rogue One being like, Oh, this is going to be a war movie, but then it kind of like falls back on the same tones and, and, and stuff. And Mandalorian, you know, Mandalorian is is, a, is probably the most different. It's like a Western, sometimes samurai like, um, mm-hmm. but it still like harps on some of the same beats and, and tones. Um, and it still very much feels like a Star Wars, Show and like the, everything in Star Wars kind of feels very grounded in that tone. Uh, so I, I do, I do wish Star Wars would kind of like venture into kind of different genres within the universe. I, I feel like that'd be cool. I feel like it is a little bit of a missed opportunity there that they they haven't done what you're saying with like kind of picking a director that has a certain style and like letting them do their thing there.
0: I don't know if it would work in Star Wars, to be honest. You know, I
1: think, like I think going for different genres would be very cool.
0: But like I don't not, know not about
1: like you have to ground it in Star Wars, but like like the Mandalorian episode when they're in the, in the when they're doing the prison break in season one, I think it's the third to last episode. That was like a little horror-y and I love that. Mm-hmm. Like it like touch it like scratched the surface of being like a little horror like I like when the the it's still Star Wars-y, but the tone is like different. I, I wish they would do a little bit more of that.
0: they, they, so yeah, I agree with that, but you can't really do it in Star Wars with like the movies as much like the Mm. the, the trilogies. Like, not the trilogies.
1: I'm not saying the trilogies. The trilogies are different.
0: The one off stuff that like the war building. The one off stuff should be. Yeah. I wish Rogue
1: One was a, I love Rogue One. It was like a little bit darker, kind of a war movie. I wish it went a little bit further with it. Um, I feel like Solo should have been more of a heist movie like it was, but it, it still like fell back on some of the same Star Wars tropes. I w- it would have been cool if it was like a, uh, like a more of a heist movie and you like felt like the tension of like, oh,
0: yeah, you know, they, um, they, they scratched the surface. But that movie had a bunch of problems yeah. in production and stuff like that.
1: So the, I'm still, just saying I wish I hope in the future they kind of like start start moving a little bit more away from their their uh their easier, the, the easy the tones they know are going to work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, well, it's, it's good to see that they're moving – I mean – I no, I'm kind of contradicting myself. I was going to say it's good to see that they're moving away from Jedi-centric stories, but now the Mandalorian is like tying it with Jedi and stuff like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, I feel like at a certain point you – you lightsabers are so cool, man. Like every time a <laughs> lightsaber comes in, it's awesome. But I, I, I do like that um, – I mean the Mandalorian makes it so like – when a lightsaber is used, it's like important. At least At least give me that. Mm-hmm. you know so like yeah yeah um but just to kind of get back into the star wars marvel conversation i think um star wars has has really proven that they can like so they had this story that really like you could watch i, I think star wars does an, a great job of like you can watch the original you can watch the episodic movies maybe aside from the pre from the um, sequels and like you could get a, a, a full story from that. You don't need anything else. You can get a full story from that. And then they'll come in with new content that like, you don't have to watch to understand the episodes, but it really does a great job of building upon like the story that the original episode sets out and like Clone Wars uh rogue one rebels it like just just expands the universe so well while also like still build like building up the it makes you like the episodes more when you watch those those shows um and and also still giving you an important story in itself so like clone wars and rebels they have like some moments that i feel like are some of the most important moments in star wars some of the best moments in star wars and they're not even like the main quote unquote like main content but it's like some of I would say my favorite moment might be from Rebels. My favorite Star Wars moment. So, like,
0: I am talking know. Like about, that's uh, what I love
1: about Star Wars. Like, I, like the some of the best moments come from the content that's not directly known as, like, the the known Star Wars main movies. You
0: know what I mean? You're talking about the end of season two?
1: I'm talking about the end of season two. Yes, yeah, sir. I to- and, totally and agree. And one of the last episodes of season four of the show, of the whole yes. show. Yeah.
0: Definitely agree. Um... Yeah, I I would say especially with Rebels, that's the case where like you can watch Rebels and like you'll completely enjoy it as its own thing. But if you've also seen the movies and then you see that it completely expands the story Mm -hmm. and it's some of the best moments in the entire universe. You know, I feel like that. Yeah, that they do it well. Not necessarily Clone Wars, I guess, but I feel like Clone Wars, you kind of have to know what was going on in the prequels to a certain extent to understand it.
1: Yeah um, I, well I I do feel like you have to I feel like to enjoy Rebels and Clone Wars You do kind of have to have a knowledge of Star Wars I feel like it makes it a lot better But I, I'm just saying that like You don't have to watch them to love Star Wars But if you do it makes you love the. It makes you love all the movies even more When you watch the extra content
0: Yeah okay like, You don't have to watch uh-huh.
1: Rebels and Clone Wars But if you do it makes
0: you like enjoy all the episodes even more Yeah okay I feel that. I th- th- I guess you could say that's a partially. It's it's yet to be seen. Uh, yet to be seen if it's a downfall of Marvel. If like you really have to watch Wandavision and Falcon Winter Soldier to understand what's going on in the movies, you know? I
1: kind of hope that you don't have to watch every every. I'm I'm gonna watch everything anyway, but I hope for for it's gonna be hard for new viewers to get into it if if um you have to watch everything. It's already a lot to watch. Um, yeah, I kind of hope that they you don't have to watch it but it, it makes it better if, if you do
0: yeah and uh kind of i guess this is a constraint of all cinematic universes but like it's tough when you are d- dis- firmly deciding that your universe is going to build to something is that you would love to do sort of like one-off things like kind of like how x-men does but you're everything kind of in the end has to service that that end goal like the infinity saga is like one of my favorite things in that I've ever seen and in not, my entire yeah. life. But like, I'm like, oh, it would have been cool if they could have like spent some more time and like gone off and done a little bit of this. But like, every movie has to do a little bit to service that Infinity Saga storyline. And it's amazing. I'm not complaining because they did it in a great way, but it's always like wondering in the back of your mind, like, what could have been like if I wonder what the MCU would be like if they weren't always like servicing this one storyline, you know. I
1: think for the MCU is definitely a plus that they had like an end goal. Oh, I feel like definitely. I thought where I thought you what I thought you were going to say that I kind of feel is now that the end goal is reached it almost feels like they have to like recharacterize and like kind of like shuffle around and like figure out something new to build to, which I feel like they're doing a, a great job so far. We haven't really seen much, but um I know coming out of Endgame I was like what like what now, like <laughs> I just like not going to – you know what I mean? And uh, is it going to go on forever and they're going to have to like keep doing that and building to something and then once they pass that, like build into something new? I don't know. Um I feel like that for me, like that's kind of the, the downfall. If you want to keep building on a universe, it's hard to have an end an end goal. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And, and a plus for, for Star Wars is that like it takes place across so many years, like two generations I guess, Anakin's generation and Luke's generation. But it's also – the story is minuscule in terms of how large the universe is, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, right. and, and
1: all the characters it touches, it only touches on, on like so many characters. And like they literally skip over a whole war, which is mm-hmm. why Clone Wars was a thing. Like you see the beginning of a war and then you see the end of the war and they skip over the whole middle of it. Um, Star Wars is definitely like they, they do good. They, they, they use the years in between the movies well, I feel.
0: Yeah. And I almost wish that
1: they would start using like different eras. I feel like I've seen so much between three and four. I've seen a little bit between two, two and three. And now we're seeing a little bit after episode six. I kind of would like to see some more between like four, five, five, six, you know?
0: Yeah. Which that, is why that, I'm
1: excited to see right after episode three. We haven't really seen anything directly after episode three. It's all I'm, clo- in between or closer to
0: four. I'm pretty excited. And I think they have some tricks up their sleeve. I'm, I'm, you know I'm, I I'm also, three. I'm very excited for the Obi-Wan show i'll tell you like me too i'm nervous though they so you they know announced they're c-
1: gonna make vader and obi-wan fight and i don't know how that's gonna go in my book
0: you never know i don't know i'm just hyped to see Hayden christians in the
1: back <laughs> me too but how are they gonna tie him into obi-wan's story without having them i feel like i've always believed that like that's the first time they've seen each other in episode four that's the first time they've seen each other since episode three and i don't know it's I- gonna be weird if they fight and i i'm gonna love it in the moment and then i might be like oh but that like ruins episode four for me
0: (laughs) i don't know hopefully they've learned like to really think about it and make it work i'm hoping that we get um a flashback young uh uh, flashback anakin with ahsoka and obi-wan at some point that would be crazy i would like that would make me so happy
1: (laughs) i'm uh you know how I feel about live action Ahsoka.
0: <laughs> I know, but
1: maybe give me a flashback and make it animated.
0: <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me, you wouldn't cream your jeans if you heard Hayden Christensen say, "Hey, Snips," in oh live action. Oh my
1: god! And then ask the acting say, "Hey, Artui," <laughs>
0: <laughs> "Hey, Sky Guy." I would love that. I, okay. I would just be. I
1: would love. What would you do if they do a flashback of Ahsoka and it's. Ashley Eckstein, like if it's a flashback to, that would be crazy. Like for those of you who don't know, Ashley Eckstein was the voice of the animated Ahsoka, and Rosario Dawson is now playing her in live action. And I love Ashley Eckstein. Eckstein I love her.
0: Eckstein. Eckstein, yeah, e- either way, I, would love I, it I, I think it's Eckstein. Ahsoka. I think it's Eckstein. I'm not entirely sure. I'm sorry, Ashley.
1: we're very sorry actually please come on our show
0: yes we love you (laughs) um yeah we're we're kind of getting uh close on time here so why don't we wrap things up i am gonna stay firmly with my original decision and i mean this isn't a this isn't a competition this is just what we personally like better because i i I could never choose like which one is actually better you know yeah
1: i feel like if i had to choose which one is like built more effectively and better i'd probably say marvel but if i'm choosing my favorite i'd probably have to say star wars i just love like the way star wars goes and backfills things and like just kind of pulls different eras like whenever they want and like you're watching stories that you know the ending to but you still are so invested in it um and i love that you they have their main movies and then everything else is like icing on the cake but also has its own amazing moments. I don't know. Yeah. I, I just, I, I really love the, the, the way Star Wars is built. I, I can't wait for more Star Wars content.
0: Yeah. I, I, there's something about Star Wars that just like, I, I think about Star Wars literally all the time. Like I always want to watch, I'm always down to watch a Star Wars movie. Exactly.
1: Like, and, and I as... feel like it almost is fun that it's like all over the place.
0: <laughs> it is. Like, like it's more it's, fun. Like argument to, is it's,
1: fun. Like I love the prequels. You hate the prequels. I don't, I don't hate the sequels, but like, I'm sequels aren't, I think sequels could have been better. Like, I actually argue with on both sides of the sequels when my, when some of my friends really hate the sequels, I'll be like, okay, there's good things. When people love the sequels, which actually I haven't seen that much of, I'll, I'll be like, no, the sequels are not perfect.
0: I think young people, like young kids like the, like the sequels a lot because, it's what they're growing up with, but yeah, I will say like so there's something about Star Wars that like I don't know it, you just always think about it, and there's so many cool like little idiosyncrasies, and they do I I don't know I think they built it so well with the shows, but Marvel I I would have to say is like the goal is always the gold standard of like building a cinematic universe. Not obviously no none none is perfect. Like not a huge fan right. of Captain Marvel. I would say and Marvel's the gold movies. standard. I agree, but the way they know how to take their time and like i said kevin feige is just a god of this kind of stuff like he's also a huge star wars fan he's going to be making his own star wars movie soon which everyone's like making i will say yeah but um <laughs> yeah he knows when to wait for the right opportunity when to pay things off and literally i could i, I was thinking about it and i was like i don't ever think that we're gonna get a rebooted Iron Man ever in our lifetime because I, I don't just don't think we could when, ever do it again when are these movies gonna end I feel like they can keep going for the end of time they could Seriously. key but.
1: takeaways don't rush no one to strike what else um Acknow- acknowledge your past acknowledge the past um give us Hayden Christensen flashbacks
0: <laughs> you have to find the balance between the creators of the story yes 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 and um yeah
1: oh oh um, directors and casting directors and casting so that's similar to um, creators but like finding the right identity for for your uh, directors and casters is, is very important
0: yep yep there's so much that goes into it and uh, yeah I could talk about this forever but I know <laughs> we, you've heard us nerd out for a long time if you if you really enjoyed this episode then uh, we really... Would love it if you follow us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening to this podcast, and give us a review on iTunes, please. It would really make Nick and I super happy. Help us grow this show. We may not uh, roast you on Trivia Tuesdays on our Instagram if you give us a (laughs) (laughs) – We'll think about it. and. By the time this episode is coming out, keep on the lookout for some exclusive content that's going to be coming out very soon. It's, we got some very exciting stuff in the works. So go to our Instagram at Popcorn Heist. Uh, you can find everything there. And uh, thanks Popcorn for listening heist. to Popcorn Com. Yeah, Join the heist. heist. Join the heist. <laughs> See you guys.